Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, January 18th. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm waking up not having stayed up late last night. Football season only has a handful of games left. I believe we're down to seven games for this weekend. Conference championship, Super Bowl. It's the, the marathon is nearly over, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great guest today to partially preview some of the games, talk a lot about the Chargers and Patriots, two teams he played for, Rich Ornberger, radio guy, comes on FS1, does some of the shows. Super nice guy. I've known him for a little bit. And um, this Charger stuff, guys, I you got to be thoroughly depressed. I mean, <laughs> could have had Sean Payton and you just eh, stick with – Let's stick with what we got. Let's stick with Brandon Staley. It's almost like the billionaire owner trying to outthink everybody who watches football. Everybody who is aggrieved at the Chargers. that They're holding Justin Herbert back. But um, we'll get into it with Rich. Only two things before we dive into the interview. Two things that jump out. One NBA, one NFL. I think so far on the Black Monday coaching carousel, all that fun stuff, the biggest move was one that didn't happen, and that would be Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, staying in Detroit, uh, announced late Tuesday night that he is going to return to the offense. And you saw guys, the wide receivers, go on Instagram, and they're like so excited. I'm just telling you, this Detroit team next year, I know, I know, yeah, and the season's strong. It doesn't usually carry over. I get that. But there are plenty of metrics that say this Detroit team, if you take out some of those games where they were missing Swift, Amara, St. Brown, the injuries were kind of piling up early-ish season. I think they started 1-6. and six. When they were fully healthy, that offense was a machine. And the defense looked pretty sharp 
late in the season. Folks, Detroit also, decent draft pick situation here. They got the sixth overall pick because the Rams were awful. They also have the 18th pick. Finished the season 7-2. and two. Jared Goff won in Green Bay. The defense really beat, swept Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe I'm talking about the Lions this much, but... I think if you're looking at a team from the NFC and a team from the AFC, uh, like uh, when you're in Vegas this summer, throw a couple shekels on them to win the division, over win total, um, maybe win the conference. That's a bit of a leap to go no playoffs to win the conference. That being said, I think you've got to look at Detroit and you've got to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC. I do want to see what happens with them at offensive coordinator. I'm not a huge Matt Canada fan, but I think you're, you talk about getting two first round picks in Detroit. Uh, listen, the beauty of Ben Johnson staying is Dan Campbell's the defensive guy, right? Dan Campbell's actually, um, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Dan Campbell played tight end and he's like a tough guy, trenches guy. Let's rally troops. Let's get fired up. Come on. Let's do this. You know, one of those dudes. He's not X's and O's cooking up awesome plays. He's not going to get in Ben Johnson's way when Ben Johnson has some good stuff that he wants to unleash. I mean, he's in a great spot. You know if you go other places. You go to one of these other jobs where the OC got fired, like, oh, well, hypothetically, let's just say my Jets. And if the Jets are good but they don't make the playoffs, Salah's probably going and Ben Johnson's gone too, right? I mean, I, I think this is actually a good job to stay. Listen, Chicago, they got a little ways to go. I think everybody knows Minnesota will regress. Let's see if uh, let's see if the Packers are able to do a lot better. I think they'll be a little better, but we'll see. Rodgers wasn't awesome this season. Um, I think there's there's a chance Detroit wins the division next year, and and they drafted well. I think we talked about this. They had guys like Malcolm Rodriguez, Kirby Joseph playing a ton as rookies. Jamison Williams only played in six games. Can you imagine what Jamison? Uh, Williams is going to be doing when he's able to actually be unleashed next year, fully healthy. Penay Sewell, the guy they drafted in 2021. Uh, Amara St. Brown's a fourth-round pick. This is a young team with a lot of talent. If they can, I think you need to grab a cornerback in the draft, one more defensive lineman. I'll have my mock draft coming out for Fox Sports here probably in about a week. I, I think there is a chance that this team wins the division next year. They could be a 10-win team in Detroit. Ben Johnson is that I'm that sold on him. I mean, the guy was excellent this year. Go you want to go, you want to have fun and you're bored out off your ass at work today. Just dial up any like Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars on YouTube. And you could see like the condensed version in like eight or ten minutes. And if you watch some of the plays, the dudes on Detroit are wide open. Goff is not being asked to make a lot of tight window throws, and he could do them, and they got a lot of games indoors. I haven't looked at the opponents yet. That's a, that's a little early for that, but I, I, I just think Detroit in the NFC and, and Pittsburgh for sure in the AFC. Um, this is a Pittsburgh team that has a quarterback on a rookie deal. Kenny Pickett is going to be the guy. There's no looking over his shoulder. And now you can build around. I mean, the offensive line was putrid. I think you got a good good amount of talent on that team. They got the pick from the Bears at uh, in the Claypool deal. So I think it's like the, since the Bears have the number one pick, the Claypool pick goes over. So they got the 33rd pick in the draft, uh, Pittsburgh does, as well as 17. So that's virtually two first-round picks. And remember, the pick at the top of the second round is immensely valuable because there's a lot of people who maybe had someone on their board that didn't go and they say, hey, it makes sense for us to trade up and get him. And then you get more picks. I don't know if Pittsburgh necessarily needs more picks. They just need a couple high-impact players, especially on the offensive line. Because they got pushed around a ton. 
Um, everything else, though, I like Pittsburgh. Um, the other topic, and I'll be brief, is the NBA. And, um, you know, I try not to get embroiled in some of these uh, discussions on social media. I'm doing way less Twitter now that NFL's starting to wind down. But I... <sighs> The more I look at the NBA at large, and I said on on Cowherd's show last week, he was asking me, okay, if you're starting a team in the NBA, give me your top four guys or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'd go Luka and then Giannis and maybe Victor Wembanyama. And his head nearly exploded. And of course, you know, one of the producers was like freaking out. How could you do that? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put Jason Tatum uh, in there, I, I'm a huge Tatum guy. Did you see the stat? Jason Tatum of the Celtics now has more 50-point games in his career than Larry Bird. I think Tatum's might be 25. And I know, I know what you're going to say. Oh, well, it's inflated stats. No, 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 no. Not just inflated stats. The NBA right now is better than it has ever been. And I know there's a lot of Jordan fanboys who listen to this, and you're going to send me DMs on the gram. Guys, the three best players in the NBA right now who are going to be leading the MVP race are Luka Doncic, Giannis, and for the third straight year, Nikola Jokic. What do they have in common? They're all Europeans. The three best players in American basketball are Europeans. They didn't play a minute of college in the United States. Just let that sink in. In the 90s, the probably the two best Euros in the league. What do you want to go? Drazen Petrovic, who passed away way too early. Vlade Divac. Well, I was a huge fan. Uh, Tony Kukoc. Uh, you know, Peja Stoyakovic, I think, was early 2000s. But again, those guys never sniffed an MVP award. I think Kukoc maybe was like sixth man of the year. I'm sure Vlade and Peja and Petrovic, they were maybe an all-star once or twice. I'm talking about the three best players in the NBA are Europeans. Best. Above Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Tatum and Curry and Durant and LeBron and AD and Zion, whoever you want to throw in there. That's how deep the league is right now. So it's, it's, it's weird because... Like baseball had that problem with when Mike Trout was the best player in baseball for what, two or three years? And all of a sudden, it was like, who is Mike Trout? If he like rang your doorbell and was giving you an Amazon package and he was not in Anaheim Angels gear and you opened the door, would you 100% know it was Mike Trout? Be real. Now that I know there's some hardcore baseball fans, of course, Jason, you're a moron. He was the best player in the league, and you've got to actually think about whether or not you would recognize him. Now, Nikola Jokic is, what, 6'11", 270, like, he's doughy European guy. Listen, that's a little obvious. But he's not in a million commercials. Mike Trout wouldn't do commercials. Now, he wasn't doing national commercials. Yeah, is he marketable? I don't know. Aaron Judge certainly is. He's on the Yankees. Is Jokic marketable? I don't know. You follow any of those guys on the gram? I follow Luka. Probably should follow Giannis. I don't even know if Jokic is on Instagram. And and from that perspective, does it hurt the league that, you know, your three best players, A, aren't American? I'm not being xenophobic. I, I love these. You guys, I've been raving about Luka for years. It's not a bad thing. I just, I'm asking, what is it? 
I haven't fully thought this through. I'm just floating it because we have an interview coming up. Just food for thought. What does it mean for the league right now? I'm telling you right now, you put the 10 best players, 15, 20, whatever you want the number to be, against the 10 best players in the 1980s, it's not close. These guys wipe the floor with the best of the 80s. And trust me, I'm a huge Magic. He was my favorite player in all the sports. Bird, Jordan. These guys are iconic, legendary figures in the NBA. But from a talent perspective, and I know the league is a little different. They've made it favorable to offensive players. But the growth and the development, the offensive skill right now is far superior than when it has ever been in the league. Ever. And I know the three-pointers have skewed it a little bit. But the moves you see these guys doing on a regular basis, I mean, I think I saw a stat that like 50 guys are averaging over 20 points a game. That's the most in NBA history by a mile. That's because everyone can score. And I know that there's people shouting, well, nobody wants to play defense. Well, you guys have, you all, you know this always. Good offense beats good defense. Always. That's always going to be the case. Except in the rec league that I play in. Because we know how to defend. (laughs) And yes, I have told a lot of people about our strategy. How we left their worst player open. And when you're the worst player on a team with awesome players, you don't want to be the guy missing a million shots. And eventually, our opponent in the Sunday night match, they decide, they finally, I heard them. You know, they're like, hey, your guy's not guarding you. They didn't realize this till like the second half. You've got to be the screener. They, these guys aren't usually losing. They've dominated the league. So essentially, that they would have that guy come out and set screens and we're just not going to guard him. We'll go over the screens. We're not giving you the three. Well, here's the thing now in the NBA. You can say that, but Luka Doncic with the step back, like he can get the shot off over anyone. He's 6'7". Luca is bigger, uh, height perspective, body perspective than Michael Jordan. I mean, honestly, I, uh, Jordan posting up Giannis. What, what what's he going to do against Giannis? I know he's a great one of the greatest scorers in the history of the league, but he's not going to dominate Giannis on the block. He's just not. The guy is he's uh, one of one, a total unicorn. Scoring on Giannis. I mean, every time down the court. Come on. Jordan never faced a Magic Johnson. I just, I can't even fathom like Magic Johnson backing down 80s point guards to get off his baby hook. Come on, it's cake. Couldn't guard him with point guards. They were like 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". Magic, now, current NBA, good luck trying to back down, you know, some of these 6'7", 6'8", point guards. It's just not happening. The, the league has just changed so much. Obviously, it's a good discussion for another day. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. But at any rate, let's get to our guest. Former NFL offensive lineman, Rich Ornberger. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest. He played in the NFL. Now he's in the media. That smooth transition, uh, radio, TV. He really does it all. But given what went down... This week with the Chargers, I'm extremely disappointed. He played for the Chargers. He also played for the Patriots. So we'll get into what the heck's going on with Belichick and company. Let's welcome in Rich Ornberger. Rich, how are you, man? I'm really good. How are you doing, Jason? Yeah, I, listen, I'm not a diehard Chargers fan. I'm a, I'm a Chargers fan, but I'm not diehard. And uh, I don't know, it's just a, it's a rough week. I, I, frankly, I'm disappointed they kept Staley. But I don't want to jump right into it. You obviously host radio shows. TV, I'm curious, what are you getting asked most about here in the NFL postseason? What's like the number one question? Is it offseason stuff with coaches, players, free agency, quarterbacks, or is it playoff stuff? It's mainly playoff stuff. You know, everybody, and you know this better than anybody, Jason, because you actually put real wagers out there. You back up with all the plays that you hand out with actual money on the line. 
people want an edge because sports betting has become so huge. And so, you know, I keep getting asked like, Hey, you know, I'm coming. You know, I know it's early, but what do you think about this divisional round? You know, you know, Joe Burrow, he's pretty good, huh? You know, like everybody wants, everybody wants a little bit of insight. They want to get a little bit closer to the flame. And the truth is, man, there is a beautiful randomness to the NFL postseason where everybody's good. Anybody who's left at the tippy top of this mountaintop as we get, you know, closer and closer to the final matchup that we saw it. We saw it bear out with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I imagine there weren't a lot of people who were on the side of seeing Jacksonville conquer the Chargers, even though uh, even though that's exactly what happened in the second half. I, I think there's a lot of people who looked at the Miami Dolphins and said, okay, yeah, they snuck in that last wild card spot. This will be an easily dispatched team by a much more talented squad. And we saw how big of a headache they could be. Even the Ravens, who were banged up, a little bit lame, starting Tyler Huntley, they uh, they gave it all they had, and it came down to a final play against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So everybody's looking for that edge. Everybody wants to see if there's just a little, little you know, deeper peel to that onion that I can give them. And the fun thing is trying to decode it all. <laughs> um, you know, Rich, the 27 nothing lead the Chargers had. Uh, you've been in a lot of locker rooms. You played high school football. You played at Penn State. You played in the NFL. I'm just trying to think. Did you have, can you ever think of like a, a huge loss where you guys were up, you know, three, four scores and you totally blew it? Like, what's going through the mindset on the sideline? Because, like, listen, I played a lot of rec sports. I've uh, been a pro athlete, obviously. But you can feel the momentum shifting and you can, you know, we can call all the timeouts you want. You could give fouls. You can huddle up. But, for whatever reason, that momentum could not be stopped. And it, what hurts more for the Chargers, they had they had Justin Herbert, the better quarterback in the game. I, yeah. I, just tell me about what that's like, what's going through their minds as it's kind of unraveling. I've never been in a game where the, the momentum stopped that cold for one team, and I watched our hopes slip away like that. But obviously I've been a part of games where the lead has changed and what what happens is it sort of feels like there's a little bit of a snowball effect. It's like mm. allowing the same play to beat you twice. I mean, that's a real thing. That is a real thing. There's an emotional intelligence to a game that not enough people talk about. And that's where Doug Peterson really shines mm. as a head coach. He understands how to speak to a locker room. He understands how to speak to a quarterback. He was a quarterback. And think about his role as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he played a bunch of years in the NFL, but he was a backup. What is a backup's job? It's to support the starting quarterback, to yeah. give an ear to bend, to understand what's going through a quarterback's mind who actually has to go out there game after game, play after play, and make the plays requisite to have success. And if you're not a good teammate as a backup quarterback, they'll find someone else to do it. They will find someone else to do it. So he's transitioned marvelously into the coaching world because he understands how to speak to the most important position on the field. And so while everything was going wrong on the Chargers sideline, somehow he was able to get Trevor Lawrence back into that, that confidence slot that we saw him so many times at Clemson play in. He was in control and command of that offense. He does some really, I'm talking about the coach now, Peterson, some really impressive game planning things that very few coaches really do these days where he's scheming up plays that specifically stress the defense. And you saw that on display both in the run game and the pass pass game I, I mean really the only other coach doing it these days and it's no wonder that Peterson knows how to do it is Andy Reid and it comes off of that coaching tree 
um, I, I, I just over the weekend, I didn't particularly think the games were great. Um, Dallas was a snoozer. Um, I'll ask you quickly about Brady. Brady was there when you were with the Patriots. Um, I, I, I'm not in the boat that he's washed. I, I didn't particularly see that. I, the big dif- biggest difference I saw, Rich, is this is a quarterback who cannot scramble. And in the modern NFL, if you look at, I believe, every other quarterback left in the postseason, they can use their legs for escapability to uh, elongate the play, keep it alive. Brady just, he ain't doing that. Um, I do think, though, he can thrive in a system with, I don't know, Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams and maybe Waller and Renfro. Um, So I don't think he's washed, but I saw a lot of that yesterday on social media. A little kind of disappointing. Yeah, I, I don't think he's washed up. He just is who he is. And he's a pocket passer and he's unflinchingly a pocket passer. And if it isn't there these days, he's not going to hang in the pocket the way he used to and try to deliver strike when the defense is bearing down and, you know, a safety is coming free or a linebacker is coming free and is going to hit him in his ribs to get the ball up, especially especially in the second half of that game. You know, were there opportunities probably to hang in there a little bit and make some plays downfield? Maybe. But. You also got to remember, this is a guy who's in his mid-40s. He's probably looking to play at least one more season, most likely not in Tampa if you're asking me today. And if that's the case, there's a level of self-sacrifice that I don't imagine he was necessarily willing to make. It sort of reminds you of the old saying, like when a corner is coming coming up on the outside to make a tackle against a running back, he made a business decision. I think in some ways, Tom Brady made – a business decision in the second mm-hmm. half of that game, or at, at very least late in the second half of that game, knowing that the war's over and that it's time to pack it in and say goodbye to Tampa and, and just take, take stock of the success that he's had since he's been there. Maybe take a little time before making an ultimate decision, but ultimately I think he comes back now. Is he washed? No, but, but without the right system, he's not going to look right. Mm. But the good thing is he could pick the system he wants to go to. Or, you know, he could kind of dictate, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I think most teams are going to go along with it. I heard a horrible rumor um, that the Jets, Woody Johnson, who loves star quarterbacks, remember what he did to get Brett Favre, um, Woody Johnson is going to cape up, put on his, you know, Republican jacket and make a play for Brady. And then he could sit Zach Wilson for a year behind Brady to learn behind a great one. And then they go from Brady to Wilson. And that the Jets would go for this because it's Tom Brady, it's needling Belichick, it's a star, they'll get a bunch of TV games. Tell me, Rich, that this makes you sick to your stomach like it does for me. (laughs) That sounds crazy, man. That sounds crazy. It's just, look, I mean, do certain aspects of this make sense? Yeah. I mean, because, like, there's a certain extent that makes you believe, well, you know, the Jets have a really, really talented defense. And... They've got a burgeoning offensive unit, you know, and there's some really talented players around that offense and with some health next season and a little bit better luck and maybe a few more improvements and tweaks on that offensive line and a better quarterback. Could it look better? Absolutely. But I don't know, man. I, you know, I keep going back to the pairing of Sean Payton and Tom Brady and how that was so close to coming together in Miami that something tells me that that deal may not be off the table. And we haven't heard Sean Payton make a decision. And maybe that's because he's waiting for Brady. And again, this is pure speculation on my behalf. But the Saints right now, they still have Sean Payton's rights. 
Tom Brady, if there's one thing that we've learned about his career, is he can get to the postseason when he's playing in a weak division. No sweat. The AFC East for many years, now the NFC South, which, by the way, if he leaves Tampa Bay, is going to be rebuilding alongside uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. What if Sean Payton and Tom Brady met back up in New Orleans with a top 10 defense from last year, some weapons around that offense, and, you know, a 41st overall pick I think they have in the second round to improve that offense? I could see it. Whoa. That's that's what I have not considered. So Payton would pass on Denver and go back to New Orleans and bring Brady with him. Interesting. Run the Drew Brees offense. Um, Run they the have Drew Olave. Brees offense. Um, and, then, and then think of it this way. He could probably convince the Saints, you know, to peel him off a couple more bucks because he's promising them Tom Brady. And then, you know, in the interim, look, Tom is a teacher. It's like having another coach on staff with you. Mm. So, so if they go ahead and they draft one of these first round talent quarterbacks who drops to the second round with that first pick in the second round and they get some free agent wide receivers. I, I just I just see it kind of as one of those things where all the stars could align where he stays in a down division in the NFC South yeah. where it's an easier path to the playoffs and he gets his coach too. That division is is the worst in football. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So I'm looking at the free agent list on SpotTrack. Uh, Landry's up, Marcus Davenport. Bradley Roby, Anyamata, uh, anybody else good? PJ PJ Williams, I don't know if he's very good anymore. Um, yeah, it seems like they don't have a ton of free agents. Yeah, they love to play the salary cap game. That's that's pretty fascinating. I got to give you props on that one. I had not considered it. Uh, you know, br- this idea that Brady goes to the Raiders, he's then playing Herbert twice, Mahomes twice, Russell right. Wilson twice. I mean, he, he's a competitor. He doesn't ultimately care. But if you could tell me on, hey, you're going back to that crap division where you won – Went to the playoffs at 8-9. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. Um, To go back to the Chargers real quick. If they had called you in, the owner, the GM, Telesco, if they call you in and say, hey, Rich, we're just talking to people we value and respect or part of the organization, do we keep Staley? Do we bring on Peyton? What would you do? I would ask a very important question. It's probably the most important question that any uh, any ownership group has to think of or general manager, whoever's in charge of these decisions has to think of. Does the locker room still believe in this guy? That is the most important thing. If you have a coach who you're willing to go out there and battle for, I mean, shoot, you know, run through a wall for, I mean, that's not just an expression. Guys are legitimately, you know, depending on the right coach, they're, they're willing to go to, severe lengths to win for him because there's a belief in the system in the quality of coaching in the development of players and that your plan is the best plan it's um so if that's still there after all of this you know there's a lot of noise on the outside about brandon staley i'm very curious what that locker room thinks of him so if if they have a firm grasp on this locker room and they've spoken to the leadership inside this locker room herbert Allen, Williams, Bosa, you know, Derwin James, and these guys are singing the praises of Brandon Staley like, we, we love what he's doing here. Then you keep him. You keep him because... But it, isn't there running the risk of inmates running the asylum if you ask, like, the star players, what do you want to do? Because then what if they come to you and they're like, man, I don't like this defense coordinator. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, those those are... Look, those those are your 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 product, though. Those, the, I mean, I you know I don't want to sound insensitive because you know these are people and they have families and they have people who love them. But you got to pay attention to the the messaging from the top and if it's being received at the retail level. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is your product. It's on display every weekend, mm-hmm. and if you're going to have the best possible product representing your brand. And you you need to have complete 100% commitment to the game plan. You have to have complete like sellout 
You have to have every guy in that locker room believing that what they're getting is the best possible advice from the tippy top. Um, and if they if they don't feel that way, they're not going to fight as hard as, say, a Chiefs locker room. Their belief in Andy Reid is unflinching. I mean, ask anybody in that Jaguars locker room what they feel well, about Doug Peterson today. I mean, those guys have won Super Bowls. You know, this, sure. this is Staley's second-year guy. I mean, it's a tough—I'm trying to think of a tough comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I don't even know who's going to bail on Reid. I went through one. Look, you know, I was in San Diego at the time with the— chargers when mike mccoy was the head coach and actually turns out now he's on staff with doug peterson in jacksonville oh. uh, so a little bit of symmetry there right um i uh i remember thinking about mike mccoy and thinking like well this is a really good offensive-minded coach but he's got to learn how to lead from the head coaching position and it's difficult and sometimes it takes more than one try i mean we're gonna find out whether or not josh mcdaniels figured it out um, the second time around, obviously moving on from Derek Carr, we'll see what happens next in Vegas. But yeah, I mean, there are certain guys where out of the, the gates, you're like, okay, he's talented. He's got a good mind for his side of the football. We'll give him some time to figure it out. But pretty soon here, he's got to step into the role. I look, I I'm a big believer in you need to give time for things to incubate and, I can't stand how quickly we all will cut bait on a culture and start from scratch because, you know, it's, it's just not yielding fruit yet. I would give Brandon Staley another year, but I, I will mm. say this. I mean, the pressure's on. I mean, it's possible and conceivable and likely even if things start going sideways early next year with Brandon Staley, it could be an early. It could be an early axe, unfortunately. Yeah, it's interesting. You so you said maybe cut bait next year. So if you look at the five coaches uh, who were kind of hot seat ish or were close to being up, they all had to essentially fire their offensive coordinators. So you got Ron Rivera. It was like, oh, is he going to get fired now? He'll just have to dump his offensive coordinator. Um, the New York Jets, Salah. I don't think he was in trouble, but they had to do something. They lost six straight to end the season. Um, who were the other three? Um, let's see here. Uh, Washington. Yeah, Washington, New York, obviously Los Angeles. We I don't know if Chicago about. did. I don't know if Chicago, Arizona just gutted the staff. Yeah. Um, everybody's gone. McVay, I think his offensive coordinator left. Oh, he I, left. Yeah. He's going to coach at the college level now. That's right. Kentucky. Right, right, right. But it's, I think there were five. I had them earlier. I'm sorry. I can't think of all of them right now. Oh, uh, the Titans had to, uh, oh, that's right. lost his offensive coordinator. And, and it's almost like that. that's the move. But right before you get fired, hey, you want to save your job? You got to let go of coach. You got to make a change. Um, so I think you're probably on to something. Now, the interesting one is Belichick because they didn't demote anybody. They just kind of opened up. We're going to be interviewing for offensive coordinators. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. What the hell is that? I, I, I don't know that I've ever heard of that. They never officially named someone OC and now they're looking for one. I, I, can you decipher that? Yeah, he he. If you if you've been keeping your eye on that website in terms of like the <laughs> the titles that these coaches have, he's he never labels anybody anything. Mm. It's it's always kind of amorphic. It's always kind of vague, and I don't necessarily understand why. I don't really understand why, but it has been that way for years, and 
maybe maybe it's a signal to the coaches out of respect like hey it's group think here yeah like yeah you know there's going to be one guy in the headset of course or you know at, at a time in new england this season there were two guys in the headset depending on what quarter it was but you know that but but out of respect to all the coaches here we all work toward building an offensive game plan we all work toward building a defensive game plan so everybody's going to share in that credit mm-hmm. now i will say this inside of the building when i was there very much so it felt like you know bill was our defensive coordinator at that time and he was grooming matt patricia to take over at some point mm. and billy o'brien was our offensive coordinator yeah. um but but yeah there were very vague jo- job titles and that's how it kind of has always been in new england and and again i don't understand the purpose necessarily but it doesn't shock me that he's looking to add to that staff after the year that Mac Jones had because there was some regression and you could blame it on the offense. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's look at the four games real quick. Four favorites all playing at home. Casey eight and a half Eagles, seven and a half bills, five San Fran, three and a half. Um, Is there anyone that jumps out to you that you've already bet or you're looking at attacking um, or you think there's clearly an edge or some value in one of these four matchups? Man alive. Do I love the 49ers? Holy huh. well, Brock Purdy, huh? I, I love this, Rich. All I keep hearing is, well, Brock Purdy's going to eventually have a bad game. He's a rookie. You know, he's going to turn into a pumpkin. That's like the analysis. It's not how does the 49ers offense match up with the Cowboys? None of that. It's just that, yeah, he, it's Brock Purdy. Come on. He's a, he's Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. There's no way he keeps this up. Um, right. It's weird. The line feels short to me, but I don't know. What do you see? Look, I, I, I see with Brock Purdy, it's a, it's a little bit of paint by numbers and it's a little bit of magic. Uh, he's He can play within the system and he can do all the things that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's telling him to do. But also when plays break down, there are times where he's improvising and he's explosive. And again, some of it's Shanahan, but some of it is his own brilliance. And does he play like a rookie? Sometimes absolutely he does. Mm-hmm. But Purdy at the helm of this offense has been explosive uh, and Shanahan not ha- has not shied away from the vertical passing game with him under center. And then you just look around this offense in general. Christian McCaffrey is both a running back and a slot receiver. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk can play tight end or fullback. He's so versatile. He's the Swiss Army knife of that football team. Debo Samuel. Line him up as a receiver all season, he'll go over 1,000 yards. Line him up as a running back all season, he'll be over 1,000 yards uh, if he's given the carries. Brandon Ayuk is a number one on any football team in the country outside of maybe five. And then George Kittle. Whoa, whoa, is, wait, wait, wait. You think he's that good, huh? I think he's a true number one. Ayuk, I think he's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. He He's emerged, man. If you pay attention to the matchups, too, he can catch a ball on anybody. You can line him up anywhere and he can win it's pretty wild what he's done across formation on this football team and then george kittle obviously super skilled tight end but he blocks like a damn extra tackle in the box it's wild so offensively this is a juggernaut and then defensively they kind of waned late in the season there were some injuries and things they haven't looked as good but are they good enough to to win and win big in the opening round against a dallas team that is coming off of their best game of the entire year against the down bucks team. Yeah. I I think it's possible that the San Francisco 49ers could put together a real walloping this, this upcoming divisional matchup. 
it's weird. People s- seem to think of last year's playoff matchup, Rich, and all they remember was Dallas kind of fumbling it at the end and, and losing by six while they were driving. Remember the Dak sneak, and they ran out of time. Um, if you go back and watch that game on YouTube, you'll see that it was 13 nothing, 23-7 to in the fourth quarter. Like, San Francisco dominated this game with Jimmy yeah. G playing mediocre at best. I think they sacked Dak five times. You you know this, being in an NFL locker room. So Quinn and Shanahan were on the same roster in Atlanta, right? Yep. Who has the edge here? Does Shanahan know how to attack? And by the way, in that game, they rushed for a buck 69, 38 carries, and they did not have Christian McCaffrey. Oh, by the way. Um or or does Quinn have the edge knowing what's coming and how to stop this defense that you saw every or this offense that you saw every day in practice? Yeah, I, I just don't know how you stop it. I just don't I mean, like, look, sometimes it's a situation where, you know, you look at yourselves and you say, Hey, look, you know, we we just didn't execute. And sometimes you, you look at the film and you say, Their guys are just better than our guys. And and that's just thinking about these matchups. I mean just McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle. If they're all running routes, like like who's the most dangerous? The answer is is a trick question. They all are. <laughs> it's just like I, it's it's difficult to defend so much talent. Now, could could it be a rare off day? Could it be one of those games where Brock Purdy throws an early turnover or there's a special teams gaffe and, and Dallas plays encouraged football through the first half. Yeah, this could be a dogfight. There's no question. That's the reason why these games need to be played. Yeah, exactly. But if you run the model, like if you were going to simulate, simulate the game, I, I, just, I, I just can't see Dallas beating the 49ers. Like in my brain, it breaks my brain to imagine a way that they, they end up advancing and the 49ers go home. Yeah, and, and if you remember, the only touchdown um, – no, no, I'm sorry. The only second-half touchdown that Dallas scored was off the Jimmy G pick. It was a 28-yard drive. I'm just doing some back-of-the-calculator, uh, back-of-the-napkin math here. It looks like Dallas barely had 200 yards of offense heading into the fourth quarter, uh, like yeah. somewhere in the 180 mark. I, I'm not punching the numbers in. But they basically could not move the football. It was uh, – and, and, of course, the penalties killed them. I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think the Niners are the side here. And by the way, that game last year was in Dallas. Um, I actually, I do think KC um, is probably the best pick of the weekend. Would you agree or no? I, I really love KC for so many reasons. Um, I think they have a sneaky good defense. They they never seem to get as much respect for the what they do defensively, especially creating a pass rush as they deserve credit for. And then offensively, this is a bizarrely under-the-radar season for Reed and Mahomes because Mahomes got used to taking what defenses are giving him. Now, he mm-hmm. still has the moments of brilliance, and McKinnon has done a really nice job replacing a lot of, the, of, of what was missing with Tyreek Hill leaving in trade. But Mahomes, he's turned into the type of quarterback who can be patient. And I remember in 2021, the early knock on Patrick Mahomes was, holy cow, all you got to do is stop pressuring him. And when he has to stay on script, he's going to throw the ball to you. Well, he stopped doing that. And so this has been inarguably the most efficient year offensively for the Kansas City Chiefs. And nobody's talking about it because it's not nearly as sexy as it was when 
you know, Mahomes was breaking contain and heaving the ball downfield 60 yards to Tyree Kill across his body and on the other side of the 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 football field from the right hash to the left. It, it's just it's not as sexy, but it's way more efficient. And and yeah, the same respect that I have for the versatility of options offensively for the 49ers. I have that same level of respect for the game planning uh, intelligence that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been playing with all season long and have been flying under the radar doing it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it feels like they kind of hacked the too deep shell by just adding, oh, yeah, let's just dump it off to Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Like, let's just, I mean, by the way, McKinnon, I picked him up in fantasy, ended up winning the league. But it's as small as that. Like, you know, Brady had his James White back in the day where he would just dump it off, any problems. Um, yep. And, and it feels like that's the Mahomes out. Okay, you're going to play all your guys and, and prevent the deep ball. Fine. I'll, I'll just dump it off to Jerry McKinnon for eight and 10. And McKinnon is dicing. I mean, he is. He looks good. I'm kind of with you. So are, are you with me, kind of Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl? Yeah, that feels right. I mean, yeah. it, it really does. I, again, can any of these teams get snuck up on? Absolutely. Are oh, there? Yeah. yeah. And and there are great teams left in the field. You know, we haven't even talked about the Eagles where, you know, depending on Jalen Hurts' health, I mean, that could be a team that could be a real sleeper entering this divisional round against a divisional rival. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, if we're going to choose today who I, I think the Super Bowl matchup, it'll be Niners-Chiefs and it'll be a nice rematch. And uh, I think it'll be a great game because styles make fights, and that's that's a fight I want to watch. Yeah, Rich Ornberger, Sports 760 in San Diego, uh, host Fox Sports Radio. He Analyst, San Diego State football, NBC San Diego. I mean, how many jobs do you have, dude? Too many. <laughs> yeah, geez, and you got the kids and the wife. I mean, goodness, you're busy, man. Well, yeah, we are busy down here, yeah. but it's work I love, and the football season is always seven days a week. And uh, and so just like you, man, I, I love the grind, and I appreciate the time with you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Keep up the good work. You bet. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.